0: So, how about that 2K Facebook? Holy (laughs) shit! (laughs) Might as well talk about it while it's relevant. Unless you listen to this in the future, then it's the past. That was was wild. That took them a long time. Took like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Just in case you don't know what we're talking about, 2K's Facebook got duped. <laughs> uh, was it generally 2K or was it specifically? Uh, like... it, was,
1: it was the 2K games page and also the Borderlands page and the WWE yes. I think 2K page yes. as well. Yeah.
0: And they said mm. some horrible racist stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: what else did they do
1: uh, they said my cock is hard oh yeah that uh, was a good one yeah <laughs> that one that was, yeah, okay. that was a good
2: bit they said jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself Yeah, oh, classic they classic also meme. my
1: favorite thing trivializing the power <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. elites to make their own disappear they also <laughs> uh posted like a link to a discord and then what looked like a selfie of somebody else it seemed like it was a disgruntled employee maybe yeah i don't, I don't know yeah it, i don't know about that the, the one thing that austin pointed out though which he's 100 percent right is the thing you're saying where it's like it it had to have taken some amount of technical know-how to to hack into that page exactly. and they get the shit that they posted is the most juvenile like yeah offensive it's thing like that... a dog
0: it's like a you know cats in a car you don't know what to do with it yeah like... the, joke, the joker said that.
2: <laughs> 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 okay, you're right i saw the movie that does my favorite line yeah <laughs> i must have Going to the bathroom when that happened. Yeah, right? the part where he's like, I'm the Joker, I'm gonna play a joke on you. Not in yeah. the new one. I'm serious. It's uh, uh, the Bat the Batman one. The double.
0: The, <laughs> Batman's the they're all Batman two, ones. The, the, I'm trying to get out the number two movie Batman. You talking about Dark Knight? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the number We're two a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ill, okay? Come me a break. I
1: only slept for like twelve hours. <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Hot Button. I'm Randall Beatrice, here as always with Austin Blakesley yeah. and Chris Anantwano. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me, guys.
1: <laughs> and today is going to be our second microtransactions episode. Yeah. Uh, for those maybe unfamiliar, the way it works is that we each bring a little something, something to the table and take turns telling smaller stories in the world of games that perhaps wouldn't really be suited for an entire full topic but are still fun and interesting, nonetheless. Like I mentioned, we do have a first of this series that I highly recommend checking out. Uh, In it, we talk about a truly epic moment in eSports, how Australia hates weed, and that the PlayStation 3 was probably the most insane home console ever made. So I can... uh already hear you all asking, but what do we have in store for today? I think we're actually going to try something a bit different this time and surprise one another with our topics. As, yeah, uh, I have
2: no idea what your topics are. <laughs>
1: as, I really hope we didn't pick the same one. What do we do if <laughs>
2: that happens? <laughs> if I, that know, happened, I didn't even highly doubt it highly on my okay, end, too. Because
1: okay. it just occurred to us today that we have no idea what each other's choices are. However, from what I have heard so far, it sounds like there's going to be quite a range of emotions that we're about to feel. <laughs> so
2: Yeah, mine's going to be boring. Is that an emotion? <laughs>
0: That's angering, depressing. I guess
2: I don't know. Uh, mine's just stupid. <laughs> so we got all the the emotional spectrum covered. Yeah, boring. Th- yeah, angry, depressed, <laughs> <and> stupid. stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: uh, we're gonna stick with the
1: same order we had uh, last time and uh, say that you're up first there, Chris. All right.
0: Uh, 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 uh. Let me get some water. I'm going to be a bit nasally, I apologize. I got fucking allergy season beating my ass.
1: It hits me in the spring. I'm good for now. All right.
0: (laughs) So, time for an esoteric question. Oh, good. How can 103 neutrons with 73 protons and electrons cause five and a half million
2: deaths? Diamonds? (laughs) Diamonds.
1: <laughs> well no, video games. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no. What uh, a thing to die for. <laughs> yeah.
2: No.
0: Those neutrons and protons are not diamonds. Know, that's it's carbon. As <laughs>
2: tantalum. Oh, yes. Okay, I do know what this yeah, is. Yeah, it's the one from uh, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, I swear like, last night... Was there going to be an I unobtainium joke I in it? I was like, how do I work an unobtainium joke into this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, no, the subject matter is too fucked up to... Like even talk about blue people and things like that. Oh, great. Um, That'll make my topic seem even more inappropriate. Yes. So, those new types of protons, tantalum. Tantalum is a lustrous transition metal, highly conductive of heat and electricity, which makes it especially useful in the production of tantalum capacitors, mm. which are used in all sorts of things nobody's ever heard of, nobody pays attention to, like cell phones, PCs, cameras, DVDs, uh, cars automotive, electronics, jet engine parts, things that we never... Yeah, so nothing useful. The the only one
2: I own out of all those is a jet engine part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's no surprise that Tantalum is classified as a technology-critical element, which is something they classify things that are absolutely essential to technology and upcoming technology and things like that. Right, right. So... Tantalum is extracted from a dull, black, metallic ore known as coltan. And since coltan is so useful, of course it's found in a super safe, accessible location and is easily and ethically mined.
1: Right? Uh, North Jersey. No. 80% of the
0: world's coltan is found in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, good. 80%. I've heard
2: that that place is lovely.
0: (laughs) Well, just to clarify, most of the world's tantalum is mined in australia and brazil production capacity wise but Mm. most of the supply is here and it doesn't mean it's not also mined here right so, in case you don't know, the Democratic Republic of Congo, or DRC, which I'll refer to from here on out for short, yes, much like many other African nations, was plagued by European imperialism and Belgian colonialism specifically. They were also caught up in the Cold War. They were constantly exploited by nations and corporations trying to control their resources, and surprise, all this leads to civil wars, violence, then deaths, and those deaths affect agriculture and trade, which affects the people, and there's corruption and a more corporate exploitation, I don't really think I need to make a case Ooh. for how
2: imperialism no, in the he, past...
0: He was a kid this is... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I need to make a case for how imperialism ravages non- these places. No, I'm
2: pro-imperialism, yeah. so I need you to argue against
0: this. <laughs> so what does this all have to do with video games? Are you going to talk about Monster Hunter? is yeah, it? Yeah. So, to quote Alston, we'll get there, okay? <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, in 1998, just one year after the first... Congo War had ended, the second Congo War began.
1: Oh, it's good that they had a little break in there. Yeah.
0: By the time it ended officially in 2003, nine African countries, around 25 different militias, participated. 5.4 million people were dead. And another two million displaced. And starvation and disease were the main causes of those casualties. It was the deadliest conflict since World War II. Oh, Sorry, it was depressing. I told you it was going to be sad. I apologize. I can
1: think of some major game-related things that happened between those years.
0: Unofficially called the African World War. And more specifically, sometimes colloquially called the PlayStation War. Yes. This is
1: what I, I heard about in that video cracked game article. connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! PlayStation especially people that like the PS2. Yes. There was there was a cracked article I remember reading early this year it was uh, it was five products you own that are were made by the worst people. Is the it's <laughs> the uh the headline. It, I think there were like five or six different credited writers but So
0: is, uh why that name
1: is all this blood on Sony's hands? No. Obviously not. But is Sony completely innocent? Also no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious how those deals work, like how large tech companies acquire those materials. Like, I won't get there specifically, but I will talk about okay. that. So the reason
0: and result of this war is very complicated and obviously not Hot Button's realm of expertise, so I won't get too far into it. But I do need to kind of explain to you what happened to kind of give you the reasons for what's going to happen at the end of the story, Okay. Yeah. Here you go. So after the Rwandan genocide, which I'm sure if anybody went to school or seen an Oscar-winning picture, Uh, damn it, I was literally about (laughs) to.
1: I saw the movie. Um,
2: Blood Diamond. (laughs)
1: That's a different. That's a
0: different. So the Rwandan genocide, horrible.
1: We don't have to get into it. Not hot buttons. I can't wait for uh, the PlayStation War movie distributed by
2: Sony Pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're just drinking Pepto-Bismol and eating Pringles in the middle of the war. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, after <laughs> after the Rwanda genocide, the Hutus, who are their political elites, were the ones who organized the entire genocide. Mm-hmm. They fled because the new Tutsi government, which is the other major ethical group in Rwanda, was in power. So they fled across the border to Zaire, okay, which is borders Rwanda. So the Rwandans believe that those Hutus in Zaire were raiding their people and planning to re-invade. So Mm. they decided to arm and back an ethically Tutsi group in Zaire to fight them for them. Yeah. And they did that. So they paid for all that stuff. Those uh, forces eventually battled out and conquered all of Zaire, and then in the end Fuck. renamed it the Democratic Republic of Congo. And oh, so that is how that happened. Yes. Okay. Right. So the Congolese people were kind of like, all right, so what are we just puppets to the Rwandans now because they're the ones that funded this rebellion? And the leader, who is a guy named Kabila—he has a long French name before that, but everybody calls him Kabila—he was like, no, 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 we're not a puppet. So he dismissed all his Rwandan advisors and then asked the military to leave the Congo. And this frightened the original Tutsi force that helped him capture the country. Oh. So those Tutsis eventually revolted. And— then they were backed by Uganda and again Rwanda, who all of a sudden decided at this point to say, By the way, a lot of this territory of the DRC is historically and conveniently <coughs> ours, God. so we might as well help them out. So, Kabila went to those Hutus he originally fought against and then got them to help him defeat the new rebellion. And then he got Zimbabwe and Namibia and Angola and Chad and Libya and Sudan involved to help him out. And it became a giant fucking shit show. Ooh. And a war that lasted, like I said, from like around the late 97 no no to no 2003, way, it's officially
1: the peaceful. Called the African World War. That's There's a lot yes. of countries involved in that. So, some believe Rwanda's original involvement
0: wasn't to protect or care for those sw 2 people that they had helped out originally in the DRC, but rather to cover it up because they wanted to control the territory and resources in those places in the Congo. Resources, um, uh, more edu- including... Uh... Yes, more educated people than us debate the cause still to this day, so we're obviously a little mm. out of our league, but who the fuck knows what the cause is. But there are clearly some different things in play. What we do know for sure is that during this war... In this time period, there was a Western consumer electronics boom right at the end of the 90s, early Uh 2000s. So, this was a middle of full swing, was the whole computer in every household thing. Yes, you remember that? Yeah, um, yep. Cell phones were actually starting to become commonplace. DVD players were fucking huge. Stereo systems, all that stuff. New automotive cars. I'm picturing Let's see, like game consoles yeah. also selling <laughs> yeah. in the millions.
1: Yeah. Would it, this by any chance be linked to our first console to hit over 100 million in sales?
0: <laughs> well, so <laughs> I've read varying numbers for the high end. But from 1999 to 2001, the price of coltan, our precious metal that gives us tantalum, rose from $50 a pound to $275 a pound in just under two years. And I also saw another paper, another study that put that price over $300 a pound. So this sharp rise in price made those mines highly contested areas. And the sales from coltan directly fueled and funded conflicts in the DRC. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. The original article here, which you can find in our sources, which will be linked here, says that in 1999 the Rwandan army plus a couple of like brokers made over $250 million in just Coltan sales.
1: Dude, this is fucking insane that more people don't know this story. Yeah. This is... <laughs> um, so
0: these mines also this had the uranium, cobalt, about. gold and other things like that too, but obviously the focus here is on Coltan because you get tantalum, which gives you these capacitors and that's where, yeah, where all the comes from consumer electronics was funding this violence and it wasn't what the war was about the war was about money and resources and territory but our consumer electronics consumption yeah. gave them money to f- keep these things
2: why
1: 2k was about to happen we were about to lose it all anyway
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. the clocks somebody think about the clock <laughs> so uh years later a u.n
0: council uh forms to investigate and claim that this was a resource war and they found out that, surprise again, <clears throat> this war, while it was going on, tons of multinational mining corporations were involved. Of course. Well, I'm sorry. I have to say accused of being involved. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be accused safe there. indirectly by extracting... Uh, and purchasing these materials and sometimes even directly accused by supporting and aligning with certain factions. Uh. There was American companies, there were Belgian companies, there were European companies, there were several. I I'm not going to get into all of them or the specific ones, because fuck them. <laughs> so the conflict kept Coltan and other precious resources flowing nice and easy out of the Congo and into the pockets of absolutely vile, exploitative, morally bankrupt, fiendishly evil fucks who benefit from the deaths of millions of innocent anise- people that wasn't in the u.n
1: report that was my own uh thing. you editorializing yeah. yeah so who got held accountable it. well if history has taught me anything i'm going to assume no one <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
0: <laughs> Poor Trisha people. Feeney, who is the executive director of raid or rights and accountability in development those are the people that were the council founded
1: to investigate the war they got a better acronym than the milf group i referenced in the last episode <laughs>
0: (laughs) Uh, They made a report titled, The Illegal Exploitation of Natural Resources and Other Forms of Wealth of the DRC. So, after this, the United States and other governments put pressure on the UN. This is a quote from Trisha Feeney. The U.S. government was one of the most determined to quash the UN's panel reports. But this is also (laughs) true of Canada, UK, and Belgium. All quote u.s companies were exonerated the u.n panel said that the cases have been resolved mm. cool cool i read a thing that said maybe it was because they feared that if they scared westerners out of africa that the chinese wouldn't come in instead and i read that that uh, might have uh, influenced some yeah. decision but also the U.N.s are coward to major world powers who they're complacent on like the u.s yeah. and the uk and all those people all right, so let's bring it all back around to why we call this the PlayStation War. Well, the PlayStation 2 was released in 2000, yeah. and its development period was during this time. Yes. And there was a need for tantalum capacitors in
1: PlayStation 2. Demand for that thing was real high.
0: Which was said to have contributed to the explosion in the need for the material. But the truth is, PlayStation and Sony was no more responsible for the increase in demand for Coltan than anybody else was in the consumer electronics boom.
1: Really? Okay. No, okay. I mean, uh, I'm glad that you say that, just because that article's a little m- misleading. It is absolutely
0: misleading. Yeah. In fact, a Kotaku article about the whole instance, that's pretty much the whole point of his article, is really? that... This blames PlayStation unfairly, and he actually makes a joke saying it's not called the Samsung DVD player wars or <laughs> yeah. the Nokia wars. Right. Which, in the truth, Nokia and Samsung both have just as much responsibility for the consumer
1: electronics boom yeah. as PlayStation. A- until you said that earlier, that I didn't think about just how much else was going on in the tech world at that time. Absolutely, right.
0: PC in every home. That yeah, was right. Way... iPhones. Yeah. yeah, phones also. Phones and PCs were just as responsible, if not, if you want to really argue, number, more responsible. Than PlayStation Two. So with well, that, yeah. that's so, a joke,
2: by the way. Uh, the iPhone didn't come out for another day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got tunnel vision. It's just video games that I see. So. Okay.
2: So, Colin, I think you can play video games on your iPhone. You know that?
1: No, no, I didn't mean with that. I just meant I oh. just. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can play uh, Shimagami Tensei, which is what our son guys all doing yeah, somewhere yeah, right now, right. Not shutting up about. I don't play mobile games. <laughs> all right, so uh, calling these to PlayStation Wars is incredibly facetious. And whenever this story would pop up over the years, it seemed to be a very clickbaity way to attach video games to extreme violence by convoluted connection. Every time it would seem to pop up it'd be like, PlayStation caused all these <clears> deaths <throat> in the Congo, oh, yeah. and it's like, all right, now why this is true. Yeah. That- Sony isn't directly responsible, while PlayStation didn't fucking cause all this stuff. It doesn't mean Sony gets completely off the hook either.
1: I, I'm glad you're informing us with this because, to me, that was the narrative. Because if you frequent gaming sites, that's the story you're going to see. That's you know, which, which, uh, uh, just that the, the PlayStation was the catalyst, yeah, they, like the, and they the direct weren't. cause. For they weren't
0: this. the total cause, but yeah. like I said, they're not completely off the hook. They did no, it's easy there are connections. Yeah, so they it is did absolutely that, yeah. use tantalum capacitors in PlayStation twos, mm-hmm. and Sony leadership ship their plausible deniability because by the time they buy the tantalum the coltan has passed through so many hands it's impossible to know where it actually came from mm. and I w- I all of other tech is, companies were approached too having just, to say know. that at all is that yeah. you don't know where your materials were whether or not they were ethically acquired or not
1: that's not good no. Uh, I, I feel like there are many industries that... <laughs>
0: so I guess but the, what I'm trying to say is, the moral of the story is, I'm not blaming you for playing Jack and Dexter in your mom's <laughs> basement for fueling the deaths of people in the mines of oh, the fucking Congo. I don't know if okay? my like 10-year-old
1: conscious could have t- <laughs>
2: That's taken That's obviously it.
0: not true. There's the whole no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, I saw Obvious, the Sonic meme. Obviously, the truth is that Sony should have been the one to try and be very sure about where they're ethically sourcing their materials from, knowing that there's a conflict involving these materials that are funding deaths. Yeah. That's who should be held responsible. So... Sony is definitely not deserving of having it called the PlayStation War, nor should you blame Sony for the five million deaths. Obviously, there's lots of factors at play here. That's got However, a better ring to it. though. they should be held responsible for not making sure their stuff is ethically sourced. Yeah. And kind of just go, we don't know where it came from, so it might not be Agreed. Africa, it could be Australia. That's where most of it comes from, you know? And, and the truth, maybe it did. The point is we don't know, and they never made an effort to find out. We probably never fully will. Yeah. That's it. Sorry for my sad Fuck. story. But I thought you, <laughs> no, you know. No, that and is it's, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. It is super interesting. Man. Well... This is gonna be a little harder for me.
2: <laughs> now let's transition over to funny man. <laughs> yeah. I
1: need a I, no for this story. I need like a fart keyboard or something. I'm...
2: We can take
0: a pause. Uh, you're all allowed to enjoy and laugh at yes. this podcast. It's not. You don't have to feel bad. Part of good activism is just being aware and ready for when the time comes to make a difference. Not just feeling bad all
1: the time because you can't make a difference. No, well said. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna be frank with you guys. Yeah, my topic is about shit, <laughs> like or literally, or more specifically, a lesser-known PlayStation 4 title called Poop Slinger. <laughs> <All> uh, <right?
2: laughs> Man, we are no. all on the spectrum today. <laughs> oh boy. All right, yeah. go on. Yes, this is a real game,
1: and no, it is not a good one. Damn it. Also, me saying lesser known there is a major understatement, as the odds of almost anybody hearing about this game's existence... Is very slim. I never heard of it, and I know about all the video games. <laughs> sure. But no pun intended. I'm not here to tell you guys how shitty this game is. The actual game he itself. You met that pun. For he short, met that
2: pun. Yeah. <laughs> Who you cares? Don't, you only make that word choice, and this is going to be funny. <laughs>
1: the point is, the game itself is not important. It's literally like a cartoon flash game on a single lock screen where you catapult poop at people and targets for points. It's kind of comparable to like a.
2: Like Like that game in virtual bar where you throw eggs at people? (laughs) Sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's essentially, it looks like Wii Shovelware.
1: But yeah, that's not the interesting part anyway. The interesting part is about how it brute forced its way past Sony's regulations, bankrupted a company, and became the (laughs) rarest physical release on a console almost ever. It can be a bit hard to pin that fully down but no joke this thing is going to drive collectors crazy until the end of time a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers is probably infinitely easier to find than this game Jesus. <laughs> so yeah who made this POS and when did it even come out well the developer and publisher appear to be a studio called Diggity.net That <laughs> <But> is <laughs> <Go on>. uh, <laughs> a team of which that I can't seem to find any information on... <laughs> that makes like, sense. Uh, They have a uh, forum website that is currently locked due to spam overflow, and the Wayback Machine <laughs> didn't work for me this time either. Although, they do have four other crappy-looking titles listed on their store page with eight followers, so I'm sure they're doing just fine.
2: I'm upset about the amount of shit puns you're talking <laughs> <you're laughs> about. Yeah. I'm being honest.
1: <laughs> funny thing it's is, a
2: real diarrhea <laughs> of the
1: game. Because <laughs> funny thing is, it's not even the company. I was talking about in terms of the whole bankruptcy thing I'll get to that later, don't worry Alright, so the game was released for digital download On Steam and PS4 on August 7th 2018, price was $499 $499 <laughs> can you believe If anyone out there Wants to toss five bucks down the toilet and buy it Go for it, but uh, I don't recommend it Do you have a price of the physical copy? I do, which okay. I, it's not $499 i will tell you that much Like most uh, standard casual trash of this nature It pretty much got No attention You know, when it came out. Even now, the game has no Metacritic score and not even a single user review on Steam, which is kind of wild. Those who have played it say it's completely forgettable and unremarkable. Alright,
0: listeners, go on to, this is my request, go on to the Poop Slinger (laughs) Steam page and leave a review, even if you haven't played it.
1: Yes, and call
0: us out on it. (laughs) And call out and uh, mention Hot Button. And if you want to do any Poop Slinger reviews, hashtag Hot Button Poop Slinger on Twitter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that what we're doing now? We're starting hashtags. Yeah, I'm into it. But again,
1: not where our story is today. Turns out, months before the game's you know official release, someone at Diggity.net was contacted by a company by the name of Limited Rare Games. Not to be confused with Rare. Li- <laughs> yeah,
0: what shit. Okay, not games? to be confused. I knew they made Conker's Bad Fur Day, but this <laughs> far. <laughs> uh,
1: so this is not to be confused with Limited Run games, or but- not
0: to be confused with their other piece of shit yeah. game, Perfect
1: Dark Zero. <laughs> Actually you know what fuck? No, I take that back. This was absolutely meant to be confused with limited run. Uh they even stole their fucking logo and for their social media profiles. Literally all they did was replace the word run with rare, not even changing the font. Even other places Who try I
2: think they are me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> even other places trying to capitalize on the trend, like super rare games and strictly limited games, switch things around to avoid the obvious lawsuits. Also, I guess I should say, if I haven't already yet, that Limited Run is an active group of people who specialize in printing physical games. Mostly works that were previously only digital. I think I've maybe referenced it on here before. It's also pretty much exclusively reserved for smaller budget titles and sometimes even bringing in like older, more celebrated games back again for prosperity. Yeah. Posterity. Sorry. No, wait. And Prosperity. Maybe it's both. <laughs> Posterity. Posterity. I've been able to obtain a few of their special releases myself, because I'm an idiot and I love that kind of shit. Firewatch, Oxenfree, Transistor. I got a Red Faction on the way coming soon. You got a physical Firewatch? I thought they came out with
0: physical Firewatch. No, no, it was just exclusively for these cool guys. Yeah, the it's really case, neat. Yeah. I love the,
1: the, the, the box arc. art for yeah. it, yeah. I think Donut County Gone Home and Ruiner were through different people. I have this as well. Anyway, in similar fashion to their competitors, Limited Rare proposed the idea of doing a... A limited print run of box copies of Poopslinger. Needless to say, Diggity accepted the offer, especially as none of their previous works had ever been physical before. So who is this limited run ripoff? by the way? If you said it was a company in South Carolina run by a single Russian man, you'd be 100% right.
2: <laughs> a man who we would single later... Single like he's... There's just one of them, or single like he's not married? Both. <laughs>
1: I don't know, probably both. If he's interested in making <laughs> Poop Slinger fucking his boxes. His Tinder
2: profile just says, I've made the Poop Slinger
1: <laughs> This man, by the way, we would later find out, took a loan out from his bank just to fund the boxes that would be made for the launch. Of course, this money he had wasn't even enough to produce the 1,000 copy minimum that Sony requires for all smaller pressings. This is something that the real Limited Run and am A bit and all those teams... Have to strictly follow in term like, in order to make the deal work. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now we're gonna fast forward a little bit to when this thing actually went on sale months after it was available digitally, of course. Which, go ahead, guess what date they went with to start asking for money? Nine eleven. June sixty ninth. June nine.
2: Four twenty. April twentieth. 9 uh, <laughs> God damn it! We keep making this. June sixty six.
1: Well, it was April first, twenty nineteen. Ah, the. Joke day. Oh. <laughs> and for the low low price of thirty three ninety nine. Jesus Christ. This date also proved to be a terrible fucking a choice.
2: Joke? No, not that time. Thirty four. Is that a thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to figure it out. As even the most passionate collectors were instantly suspicious. That and the website itself didn't really appear too legit. There wasn't much of a description, and the one that was on there was written in Russian. While the rest of the page itself was all black and white, with nothing more than a single button to click on. <laughs> Poor guy, just because his language, it. we got just, <laughs> just
0: to, to him that anything that looks like that was the enemy for 15 years. people won't trust it. He's probably just like,
1: here's this thing. I put a lot of work into it. They're like. Oh he probably enemy sh- symbols. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust it. He probably should have you know translated it, just saying. <laughs> it did, however, say that eight hundred and twenty copies were available. 180 short of that thousand, but still, you know, I read that it is common for companies like this to hold back a certain number of units for things like giveaways, replacements, and special events. Can't wait for that, you know, poop slinger special event. <laughs> (laughs) As the day went by, it became pretty apparent that very few sales were happening. So Limited Rare then decided to up the price to 50 bones instead. (laughs) They bluntly tweeted... Because it wasn't selling. (laughs) It more expensive. They they bluntly tweeted, We are not selling enough, and we are scared we may go out of business. Hours later, they also wrote, If we do not sell all copies in two hours, we will have to close down. Too many people think we are a joke or scam, and the game is not selling. This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How many Twitter followers do they have? Uh, so there are eight Twitter followers. <laughs> Basically, this dude was desperately trying to repay his bank loan, which presumably he wasn't anywhere close to. He literally had to the end of the day to get rid of those 820 copies. Limited Run also famously does their sales for only one day, except that they almost always sell out 100% of the time, leading them to other waves, like there's future waves. Of,
2: there's a lot of idiots.
1: Of the more popular and titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some closer than others. (laughs) (laughs) They will literally do like, here's our first run, and then next day they'll do their second run and something like that.
2: Yeah, I've been with you when you got outbid by a bunch of bots. Yes. Yep. Trying to sell it again.
1: Yeah, I've I've scalpers. I'll set an alarm on my phone, and even thirty seconds after it goes up, stuff will get ganked. By the night of the first, our guy announced that he had managed to sell exactly eighty-four units, and that the business would be shutting down with no more copies or future releases to come.
2: That's ten percent, dude. That's not bad. (laughs)
1: They did! (laughs) promised to ship out the ones that were sold, but then added that creditors would be taking the rest. His venture had only survived one day. Nearly all signs just pointed to it being a scam or a stupid April What's Fool's Day What's the point joke. of the
0: creditors taking the rest? What are they going to do with them? They're going <laughs> to sell them. Put them on
1: eBay, dude. <laughs> yeah. For like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's, they're worth more than that. Oh, I know now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have it right here. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying anything. I figure it's going to come
1: off. <laughs> uh, when directly asked, the people actually behind there's the game at Diggity no (laughs) (laughs)
2: I wrote wrote hashtag hot button poops linger down so I remember it.
1: The people behind the game at Diggity announced in an official statement that the deal was indeed real and that the orders would be properly fulfilled. In an interview with VG247.com, or I guess 24-7, sorry, uh, where I got a lot of this information from today, thank you, Ryan Brown, our limited- Ryan li- Brown, I get it. Oh, my God. Stop. Randall, stop with the shit puns. Jesus. <laughs> our limited rare knockoff guy commented on the boondoggle and even brought up the stolen logo. Mind you, this is translated from Russian. We thought the logo would help people immediately understand what we were doing. We <laughs> we did not
0: understand- You know, trying China, to- recognition
1: <laughs> we did not understand that it would be wrong other publishers have adopted the limited run logo I don't understand why people thought this was a joke <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> well it looked like all these morons were telling the truth a few short weeks later around the 18th buyers began to report that Slinger had appeared on their doorstep making all these once stupid individuals who spent their hard earned cash now held Quote, the dubious honor of the rarest PS4 game in existence. (laughs) No one fucking thought that these things were going to show up, let alone be functional and as advertised. The boxes themselves even sported the T for Teen ESRB label, as well as the company's old stolen logo. (laughs) The new owners then took to Twitter to share their thoughts. Apparently the only reason anyone felt secure enough to pull the trigger to begin with was due to the website's use of PayPal for their purchases. Of course my paypal has been hacked numerous times though i digress one user at madasa hater who kindly supplied pictures for the writer i mentioned earlier was curious about the origins of what she now had, had that she reverse searched the postal address noted on the package and discovered that it was actually directed to a south carolina goodwill store that was the address that these things came from. <laughs> she even claimed that those flocking to eBay to sell their ultra-rare copies took the images of it that she herself uploaded. <laughs> <coughs> Others began to assume that it was all an elaborate April Fool's you know, Day yeah. plan from Limited Run themselves. Like, they thought that they started a fake kind of... Thing that looked yeah. like their company installed sold uh, it exclusively yeah. in the first, not outside that's of the very, realm. Of,
2: that's a very Devolver move. That is a very <laughs> yeah. Devolver move.
1: But yeah, this, it kind of seemed like it, you know, with, yeah. with this stuff. That was until they came out and, uh, let me see if I can sum up this answer best I can, responded with no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the other knockoffs I mentioned before, like Super Rare and Struck Limited, were giving Limited Rare shit and saying that they had nothing to do with the game sell either. When diggity devs, diggity.net devs, sorry, were asked for a follow-up, they just said, quote, there was a contract, QA with Sony, and payment. What happened after that, I don't know. They have fulfilled their contractual obligation in terms of money and shipment of the product. With that said, there was very little communication with them, even throughout the whole process, and as a result of that, I do not know what has happened to the company and if they still exist. They later explained that Limited Rare was well aware of the date chosen for the launch and that it would be a whole lot of work just to. Sc- grew themselves over like that after. See, the problem was is that our single Russian individual businessman here didn't have the strongest concept in what that day specifically represented in 2019. Mm. Duh, because
0: there's no joking or humor in Russia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I come from Russia, he said, but moved to South Carolina to be with a distant relative. In Russia, April Fool's holidays are not celebrated either in an office or at school. He says, I didn't know that enterprises were Playing practical jokes. Yeah. Which honestly I'm kind of with him there. Yeah. Like fuck that shit. It, it, we've gotten really carried away with that the last you know several years. There's enough actual fake news out there causing problems like you'd think we would have moved on from that sort of thing by now. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> that's more or less the end of this poop story. We may never know the full truth behind it similar to yours but as of right now Limited Rare's official website and Twitter have all been scrubbed yeah. The interviewer stated that our unnamed Russian is unfortunately stuck in serious financial trouble following the endeavor, while copies of the game that destroyed him sit on eBay right now between about $800 and $1,500 sealed. Yeah, For the this re- one's $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, the last one that sold was at 1200
0: These fucking nerds will buy
1: anything. <laughs> it's probably safe to say that this many months later... That it likely wasn't a marketing ploy or a scam, but just the role of piss poor communication, dumbass timing, and a bad website and bad website design that will forever frustrate those trying to complete their PlayStation 4 libraries and an endless hunt to track down one of those very real 84 copies out in the wild. (laughs) But hey, to share the last line of the writer's interview, who knows, maybe we'll see those copies the creditors took pop up somewhere one day soon. Mm <laughs> all right. I like it. Yeah. That's poop slinger. You're all a little bit wiser. My turn. <laughs> and what have you got in the store for us, Austin? Okay. So today? last
2: time we did the microtransactions podcast, I talked about PlayStation 3 being used as a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And there was one application in particular named Folding at Home. Yes. Which was used to create a network of computers to lend their computing power. A very mathematically heavy simulation needed to fold proteins.
1: And for the most part, it seemed like it was for a pretty good cause. It was like yes. a lot of cancer research and
2: stuff like that. Today, I'm going to go over another protein folding supercomputer application. Ooh. This time huh. called Rosetta at Home. Like the stone? Like the stone. Ah. Now, He's just
1: going to start speaking like Spanish. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be wild. There's or not Yippee much.
2: Greek oh. and, <laughs> I think Egyptian. There's not much. Two Rosetta at home, it works exactly the same way Folding at Home does. You download an application, then whenever you're not using your computer, the screensaver takes over and it shows you folding proteins, and then mm-hmm. that is actually a simulation that they're borrowing your computing power to use. But this was developed by the University of Washington, Center for Biochemistry. The state or the capital?
0: It's probably the state. They usually don't. Oh, I say yeah. just
2: Washington. But the scientists at University of Washington realized something. Now, there's one supercomputer on Earth that is more powerful than any man-made computer. Deep blue. The human mind. Well. <laughs> um, so, after realizing the success of the Rosetta at Home thing and other things like Folding at Home. Whose mind? My mind? They pen- not yours specifically. Oh, definitely not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not yours. Uh, they partnered with the University of Washington Center for Game Science to create a game Called fold.it, which I will now refer to as fold it because that's what they refer to it. Oh. As. But the website is fold.it. Okay. Now, the game involves pretty much the same thing. If you've ever seen, I don't know if anybody looked up folding at home or this Rosetta at home thing before, but it looks like a weird snake like structure. That's what a protein looks like mm-hmm. in those simulations. It looks exactly like that, except this time you can click and drag your protein to fold it yourself and there are puzzle game mechanics around it there are things trapped within the protein puzzle game yeah there are things trapped within the protein that you have to free which is essentially like their gamified way of saying, like, hey, this thing can't be next to this thing. Cool. There are, there are <laughs> voids that you have to clear by moving things closer together. Huh. And they made the backbones of the proteins into these, like, weird puzzle-like structures so that you can put them together because that's actually how proteins fit together in real life. Neat. And since, ooh, neat.
0: <laughs> since
2: the structural integrity of a protein can be measured mathematically, they're able to assign a score. When asked about development, they said they developed this under the impression that some of the problems require more human interaction since computer simulations basically try something, and then if it fails, they try something else. Humans can perform, quote-unquote, leaps in logic that computers cannot. Mm. A computer will go through a hundred different iterations of something before it realizes that one part of that iteration just isn't working. A human will be like, well, that doesn't fit there, and then they'll just skip the other hundred and then go to the next you know, huh. since I'm this Suck is
1: my, it's my yeah, second time that. talking about
2: <laughs> folding proteins. Let's take me, somebody who has zero knowledge, well, very little knowledge of biology and try to explain what the hell that means.
1: Still probably more um, than
2: me. <laughs> so proteins are one of the many building blocks of the body. A protein is made up of a bunch of amino acid joined together by peptide bonds. And then these amino acids are folded within themselves to create a crystalline structure. And that structure and shape defines what the protein does. Now, understanding how these proteins fold is very key to understanding how the body works, but also key to stopping certain diseases and viruses, because a lot of viruses will come into your body and create their own proteins to replicate themselves, which is how many viruses spread. And if you can't understand the protein, you can't make a medicine to get rid of said protein or to stop said protein from replicating itself. Yeah. So these proteins are observed under something called X-ray crystallography, sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but these crystalline it's like a structures rock album—these crystalline structures that are determined are not very specific because proteins are very small and it is very hard to observe them. It is also very hard to observe how they fold, only what they look like once they're folded. But what they do is they get the structure. That gives them the amino acids that are involved, and then they run computer simulations to fold the protein and see how close they can get to replicating that structure. And once they understand how the protein folds, then they can synthesize drugs in order to stop it from folding or keep it folding if it's a you yeah. know, degenerative disease where your proteins aren't folding as much, mm-hmm. as I mentioned in the last episode. But yeah, the game is a puzzle game. It looks...
1: Yeah, like visually, like kind of, how would you say it's like represented? It
2: looks kind of like a fucking weird game made by like the Katamari Damacy guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, right. it's like a giant colorful snake and all the colors mean something and then there's little things sticking out that you have to bend and shape and, <laughs> and you have to bring them together and then there's buttons on the bottom of the screen that will simulate the algorithm so proteins move by doing something called wiggling where they literally just move back and forth real quick. Mm. And that causes the protein, that's what they do when they fold in. So you can basically drag and drop little, like, bands on the protein, and then hit the button and let it wiggle, and the bands will shrink, and it'll fold in on itself and simulate that folding. This Is it still playable? Yes. Oh. You can go download it right now and sign up. For, you make an account, and there are puzzles, and you are awarded points. There's a leaderboard. Huh. Oh, I wonder who's Um, at the top of that leaderboard. But the thing about that leaderboard is, again, (laughs) (laughs) like I said, since there is a mathematical formula for how stable these proteins are, there is a point system. And the leaderboard (laughs) is not just to show who's better. The leaderboard is to let the scientists know which ones they should... Further study.
1: Oh shit.
2: Who the higher you are on the leaderboard, the higher chance you have of your protein getting actually replicated and studied by these scientists.
1: Cool. It'll be like last Starfighter, then you get dragged away by scientists and then (laughs)
2: inject you with a disease. Um...
0: <laughs> and very quickly. Is that me. why you're so sick right now? <laughs> yeah. I just keep thinking that Randall's going to be a starship pilot? <laughs> well, no, as you know, the objective of this game is to build
2: pyramids, so. <laughs> oh, um, the clerk's cartoon. <laughs> so, this program has been used for some good. And players have actually been able to replicate some proteins that uh, computers and even scientists could not. And we're here to talk about one protein in particular. Peanut butter. A protein by the name of Mason-Pfizer Monkey Virus Retroviral Protease. One more time? Mason-Pfizer Monkey Virus Retroviral Protease.
1: Okay. That's probably the first time I've ever heard all of those words together. Simplified
2: (laughs) (laughs) as the protein that is required for the HIV virus to replicate itself within monkeys. Okay. The monkey strain of HIV, not the human strain, but they are very close. Yeah. As we are very close with monkeys. Whoa. Um, (laughs) This protein was, uh, oh yeah, creationism is (laughs) not a thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay, you
0: evolutionary people. If Mason <laughs> Pfizer monkey virus retroviral proteins is still
2: around, how come they're still regular age? <laughs> <laughs> So, protein responsible for this replication of the virus is very essential in the curing of the virus because if the virus can't replicate, then it's not a problem. Right. The protein that we were talking about was discovered 13 years ago. And in those past 13 years, scientists have been working, I guess I shouldn't say 13 years ago. It was discovered 21 years ago now. But... Science from the time that it was discovered until what we're about to talk about, scientists had worked by themselves and with computer simulations trying to replicate the folding of this protein with no luck. Mm. Uh, And after all those years of bad luck, in September 2011, the people who run Foldit thought, why don't we give it to the gamers? Yeah. So they held a con. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, AIDS. But they gave it they made a contest three weeks long AIZmic McAid's space where players could pick from a number of different estimations of what the protein looked like and fold it using this game as a way to try and actually replicate it and that's crazy and they gave out a special Reagan achievement to whoever
0: <laughs> could deny its existence the longest <laughs> a
2: lot of age to accept. The <laughs> Um, I should mention here that this game has something like 200,000 registered players or something like that. Oh, cool. So not yeah. small.
1: What's its Metacritic
2: score? Um, <laughs> yeah. and I don't have an exact percentage, but we'll just say a very low percentage of those players have any background at all in biochemistry. Yeah. Hm. Most of them are just puzzle gamers. I kind of want to try this. And it this. should also be noted that scientists... I did play it. Yeah? Earlier. Yeah. Scientists marked this as a Hail Mary. Basically, it's like, oh, yeah. scientists haven't been able to figure out this. thirteen, I don't know, give it to the gamers, whatever.
1: <laughs> That's the last resort of every company, it? Eh? <laughs> you know,
2: this is the ultimate test to see whether gamers could outperform these mathematical models. And boy, did they ever. <laughs> gamers were able to come up with the right solution in approximately ten days. Jeez. Wow. And after the end of the three-week contest, there were a number of proteins oh my God. that had high enough scores to be tested. One of those scores was so high that they tested that right away and within a number of hours were able to replicate the protein exactly. What? A paper was published in Nature America, a company who works closely with very the University popular, of Washington. Very popular with gamers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the paper was, the, the gamers who folded the protein the best were co-listed as authors of this scientific paper, what? which I was unable to read because you have to pay for it. Going oh. back to our, right our last episode, but
1: what do you think what do you think the handle was on the top person like it's yeah. Mimi oh really yes
2: it was Mimi no X's and no, 420's no in there yeah. Yeah. No. no
1: scopes dank
2: bud alien is
0: the co Arthur
1: <laughs> yeah man why can't they just why can't they do this for all the world's problems just put it into a game format alright apparently Tried that speaking with of war game. <laughs>
2: Oh, a rough yeah. <laughs> yeah I was able to let's say legally download a PDF of this report but the conclusion of the paper is all I'm gonna cover because I didn't understand a fucking word in this thing <laughs> if um, I had a great title like something with something and somethings how they react with somethings yeah
1: that, that's what, what I was gonna say <laughs> it's title is It's it's gotta be super da, wordy da, da, da. damn it Google I hit Chrome. the wrong button that's weird <laughs> <laughs> not very original I don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crystal
2: structure of a monomeric retroviral Proteins solved by protein folding game players.
1: Yeah, that's like right on the money there, Chris. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've read a lot of bullshit
1: so I <laughs> Tell them yep. to punch up their uh, their headline. <laughs> yeah, right? It should say, like,
0: gamers rise up! Uh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> <Ask a mixed laughs> <point>. Solve this! <laughs> Solve a protein! <laughs>
2: then I click on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the conclusion of the paper was more or less proving that this system works, that gamers were able to come up with a model that was ready for something I can never understand called molecular replacement. Sounds easy. And they were able to do this in 10 days despite 13 years of scientists failing at it. And the protein's final refined structure was created a few days later. That's awesome. Yeah. Protein now can be created, synthesized, understood, tested, blah, 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 etc., which means that drugs to stop the protein can now be synthesized, which is a huge breakthrough in the eventual goal of treating the HIV virus. Yeah, Like I said before, this is the monkey one, but the monkey one is not dissimilar to the human one, enough so that mm. this breakthrough will hopefully lead to strides in preventing the human version from also spreading. Yeah. yeah. And that's the. Let's save those monkeys. I thought there
0: was like a version that they could help treat now. There
2: is like yeah. a, a partial. Treatment for I think now. it was partially because of this. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah what time was this around? Do you wow. know, 2011. Yeah. So it is probably wow. have to do mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, because of this, they made huge strides in HIV treatment, and I think HIV is getting closer and closer to being treated. Yeah.
1: So. that's fucking cool. Yep. Shits all over my story.
2: Yeah.
1: He just had to oh, throw I a shit in there. there.
2: damn it. <sighs> But yeah, so we got the whole gambit covered. Yeah. Crooked businesses, poop, <laughs> and AIDS. <laughs> and that's You're how i sign off, everybody.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to see the thumbnail of this fucking oh, thing. God, it's it, going to be I, a The day. whole time, when you were
0: talking about the rare logo, I was like, please don't make it the Democratic Republic of Congo, but the R is the
2: rare symbol. Don't give me these ideas if you don't want me to do them. <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in yeah. for our second microtransaction. I like these ones. These are doing cool. I like, doing, it cool? It. I like oh, yeah. doing the mystery one too. I think we should yeah. do that going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I just hope we don't
1: laugh. What are the odds really? <laughs> I, I don't
2: know. All three of us brought in should poop also mention that. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, but I wrote two scripts for this one. The second script will be coming as its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then That's happened
1: before. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. That happened the last when the Madden curse was originally the microtransactions. Yes. Yeah, no, so and I I brought it was it. Out. that was better for the same um, for the Halloween stuff anyway. But yeah, thanks for listening. If you want to catch more of our episodes, including the first microtransactions or any of the other number of episodes that we've done, yeah. you can look on hot. Buttoncast.com. That's our website. It's got all our. You can also now check out the sources. I know that paper that I mentioned will be on there. Chris said that a couple of the articles that he read will be on there. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much everything I
0: read for this story will be on there. Yeah.
2: So if you want to play Fold It, you can just go to fold.it. It's apparently a cool thing. Help out. I'll also have a link to that in our sources. Check out our recap there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a fun one.
2: Check out all our other episodes and then check out our recap, which was our (laughs) live. Yes. Or I guess two episodes ago now was our 50th. We did a recap. And then also, you don't have to just get the episodes on our website. You can subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, whatever other podcast service you want. Just find them. Just,
0: just Google podcast.
2: Yeah. Mom. Stop asking me how to find it. Mom.
1: <laughs> Is it on like the radio?
2: Or? She's never going to hear this. She can't find it. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can also follow us on our social media so that you can hear clips and hear info about upcoming episodes or new and improved clips. If, our, if everything breaks and I have to tell everybody that it broke the there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Hot cash hey, And don't forget to go to Steam Poopslinger page and leave a review <laughs> yes. and follow out Hot Button. <laughs> yeah, go on Twitter and tweet hot button also, hashtag poop yeah, exactly. yeah, Instagram Hot hashtag Hot Button slinger. Across all the medias but more I wanna see on Steam reviews. Let me see them. Yeah. Oh god, if one of them shows up, I'll be so happy.
0: Yeah <laughs>